It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want want to know why and how Bart Winkler from the fan in Milwaukee is on the show today and Bart is never shy about sharing his opinions uh we duked it out on his show a week ago and so I thought it only fair that I have him on mine and we continue our conversation uh about what happened last year and and this team moving forward I want to start today's show with uh, a conversation, though, about a particular position in the Packers offseason and start it with this question from the Locked On Packers fan hotline. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, first time caller and a longtime delusional fan here calling from Michigan. Uh, this is Spencer from the Sequel Men podcast. Um, I'm just looking at the free agent cornerbacks here, and I know these are dreams, and I know we don't have the budget. But like I said, delusional fans still getting over the loss in the NFC Championship game. I want to know your thoughts on Patrick Peterson, Richard Sherman. I Now, again, I understand I'm a dumb fan, and I'm still getting over the loss. But a guy can dream. I want to know your thoughts. Maybe we can get one of them cheap. They're getting older. I don't know. You're the expert. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Peter. See ya. So, by the way, uh, I don't think you're a dumb fan, and I don't think any fan is dumb for asking these questions. These are important questions because the Packers offseason is going to be essential to putting together a team that can once again compete for a title in 2021. And that would be true of any championship team in any offseason. But this offseason is particularly special because of COVID, because of the weird salary cap constraints, and because of Aaron Rodgers' future with this team. Um, even if he plays, you know, three, four, five more years, every season now, this is amplified. And, and the stakes are raised. And every season that they come up short, the pressure intensifies to put a championship caliber team around Aaron Rodgers. And this year, given the financial constraints, Russ Ball, Brian Gutekunst at all, 
they're going to have to get a little bit more creative. There was a great moment. Uh, K.J. Wright, the Seahawks linebacker, was on Jim Rome's show yesterday. And Rome asked him, you know, would you be willing to take a hometown discount to stay with the Seahawks? And I, I thought K.J. made a great point. He said, I've done way too much on the football field, and I do way too much on the football field, to take a discount. And we want players to do that more often than I think is fair to them. These guys have a very limited window to earn and to ask them to take less just to play for your team is just not fair to them. And to ask guys, you know, to say, hey, Aaron Jones, take less to stay with the Packers. Okay, that's nice. You take less. When is the last time you took less? And we're talking a lot less and when your earning window is so limited. If you're running back, never take less. Always take the most money you can get because the, the running back window is so small. Richard Sherman and Patrick Peterson are probably not going to take less. That makes it very difficult for Green Bay to get into the mix. That being said, someone like Richard Sherman, you know, the way that he structured his last contract, he got criticized for doing it himself, for not having an agent. And he said, look, I'm going to bank on myself. I'm going to bet on myself and my own ability and my intelligence. And I've, I've signed contracts before. I'm going to do my research and I'm going to do the thing. And, and he did it. And he did a contract that ultimately paid him more money than maybe he would have gotten otherwise because he hit some of his incentives. He hit some of those escalator clauses. Maybe he would say, hey, look, I want to win a Super Bowl. And so what is most important to me is going to a team that can help me do that. Green Bay certainly fits the bill. And going to a team that's going to be a heavy zone scheme. Green Bay is certainly going to fit that bill. A lot of cover three, a lot of cover four, a lot of cover two. That's where Richard Sherman can really thrive. What does he have physically left at this point? Because he was still a good corner last year. And his length is still a real problem. His intelligence is still a real problem for offenses. And he's never played. He's never played with a cornerback opposite him as good as Jair Alexander. Never. So if he's the weak link when those two guys are on the field, think about what that does. He's always been the guy that the other team has just said, nah, I'd rather not. Even advanced in age, even coming off an Achilles injury, he's so smart. He's so gifted with the ball in the air. He can still attack at the catch point, and he's he's just so wily that you you just don't want to throw in his direction. Well, if your if your options are throw at Jair or throw at Richard Sherman, you're in trouble. You're in big trouble. I think you could make the case that if Green Bay wanted to spend eight ten million dollars on a defensive upgrade this offseason, J.J. Watt is not the guy. Richard Sherman is the guy because of what you are lacking at that position and because of how exploitable that position is. You know, J.J. Watt is and, and always will be a special player 
but we can't we can't get so caught up in the bring him home stuff that we overestimate his actual impact on this team. Now, that's not to say he wouldn't have an impact. He would, and I've made the case for, you know, what, a week and a half, two weeks now, that Green Bay would be smart to sign him, right? And that he would make this team better. At this point, though, yes, he's he's a pass rusher and an interior pass rusher, especially on third downs, and he would help your run defense early, but he's probably a rotational player, Maybe play 60, 70% of the snaps that he would in in a normal year. So, you know, maybe 60% of total snaps. And someone like Richard Sherman or whoever is going to be that cornerback too, they're probably going to play 95% of snaps, assuming they're healthy, maybe more. So, and then you and then you take into the positional value part of this. I think you can certainly make the case that that guy is more impactful if you think that they're equal caliber caliber players. And by the way, over the last two years, I think you can make a pretty compelling argument that Sherman has been the better player of the two. That maybe that's where these out these resources should be allocated. Peterson is a different is a different ball game because his best traits have always been, hey, I'm going to cover this guy and and he's my guy and it's man coverage and it's me versus him. Well, if you're going to play a heavy zone defense, then those skills are not quite as valuable. And what's more, his his physical tools have diminished a little bit. He's still, you know, Patrick Peterson is an all-time crazy athlete for the position, special, special with the ball in his hands, special ball skills. Can he be the same guy in a heavy zone scheme? Can he be the same guy? I don't know. We know Richard Sherman can do it. We know he has that ability. So that's a gamble. If you're going to make the gamble on a high-priced corner, Sherman is the one I would rather gamble on because of his fit in the system. I still think the better the better thing to do is to pay Xavier Rhodes half or a third of what you may have to pay Sherman. But you, you also have to get that guy. And you also have to believe you can get that guy. So there is that calculation part of this as well. Green Bay is going to sign a corner. It's just Brian Gutekind's MO. You take the biggest weakness that a team has in a given offseason, and he's going to attack it in free agency and the draft. He's going to do what Ted Thompson didn't want to do. And you heard Andrew Brandt last week say it. He told me when he, when he got the job, we're not going to sign free agents. But I just, I just don't want to do it. So, you know, that that it shouldn't have been surprising that he followed through on that threat. But they're going to sign one. And, and I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. If, if you want them to allocate resources to J.J. Watt, why wouldn't you want them to allocate those resources to Richard Sherman? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. Get real time updates, odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Go to the website or use your mobile device today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use that promo code locked on. Promo code locked on gets you that 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. 
David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich. Thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store all right let's get to my buddy bart winkler uh you know him from wfan in milwaukee 1250 and uh, I'm sure you've seen his takes. He is an active part of Packers Twitter and, and all of Wisconsin sports. Really follow him on Twitter at WinksThinks. You can listen to him weekdays from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on The Fan. Bart, thanks for coming on Locked on Packers. Well, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm, uh, you know, surviving here with the... The winter vortex polar express situation that we've got going on here and around the country. I hope everyone is staying warm <laughs> and able to dig out from whatever snowstorm that they've been a part of. And and it's not just the Midwest or the South. It seems like it's everywhere. Um, so let's start with something equally cheery, Bart. Um, you were not thrilled with what happened in the draft last spring. And I'm going to get to that in a second. But let's <laughs> let's push forward here. Let's okay. let's let's be forward looking. Let's be problem solvers. When you look at this draft, what could the Packers do at the top of the draft or anywhere any point of the draft that could right those wrongs the Jordan Love pick in particular last year? I want to see them pick a guy who and this might be hard, you know, when you're at the back end of the draft like this, but I want to see them pick a guy who is going to make an impact in 2021. And, you know, again, the draft is, it's a wild, it's a crapshoot, but at least I want them to have that attitude of we're picking this guy because we want him to contribute. But not only that, we think that he's an improvement of what we could have had maybe last year. Now, if that's cornerback, I think that's where a lot of people are looking and there's some good cornerbacks. I would be okay with a cornerback. It's you know Packers. Have, it seems like they always draft cornerbacks, but <laughs> cornerback is a need. One thing that I don't think I really realized until this year with Jair Alexander is it, sometimes it's a curse if you have an All-Pro cornerback because if you have one, you kind of like need two because if you have one, they're not going to throw his way and they're going to pick on Kevin King and Shannon Sullivan all day. So cornerback would be good. I think it might depend on. What happens here with free agency, if if they need to go offensive line, if they need to go running back? Uh, I, I mean, I don't think I would hate running back if if the, the uh, Harris from Alabama or ETN was there. I, I could get excited for that. Uh, wide receiver, I don't think is as much of a need. I'd like to see them take one at some point. 
you know, to not take one at all last year, I didn't, I didn't like, even if it's not in the first round, the class was so deep, take one. I'd like to see them take a guy who's going to make an impact and help Aaron Rodgers, the Aaron Rodgers era of the Packers, more so than this is a pick designed to help the Jordan Love era of the Packers if and when that day comes. So it's not so much the the Packers need to help Aaron Rodgers directly. Your your bone was that last year they didn't get guys who could come in and compete right away. That that could that that aided that elevated the 2019 team in the 2020 iteration. I think the Packers have done a very good job of you know sustaining success and they did it across like different everything's GM to GM coach to coach to coach, uh, you know, Harlan to Murphy, Favre to Rodgers. They were able to stay on this course and near flawlessly, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? The Rodgers and Favre thing was in many ways a disaster, but <laughs> they were they were able to yep. stay a franchise that you could bank on for 10, 11 wins. A hiccup here, a hiccup there, but what they've done is sort of unprecedented and would really be the hallmark of how you build a roster and stay competitive in football if it wasn't for the massive outlier of what the Patriots did the last 20 years before Tom eventually, obviously, went to Tampa Bay. So I, I, you know, you get caught up in that. You want to continue that forward. I just don't know if that's the bet you make. Do you... Do you make the bet that we did it once, we're going to do it again, or do you make the bet that we have Aaron Rodgers now? Let's try to win with Aaron Rodgers now rather than make sure. It seemed like the priority with the draft was make sure we're good after Rodgers and then hope we're good still with Rodgers. I would rather them put all their resources into trying to win with Rodgers. Not that they didn't sort of do that. I think if you look at the free agent signings and the draft the year before, I mean, they knew there was going to be some problems with the cap this year. At least what they knew was of all the guys they had available, Bakhtiari and Lindsley and Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and Kevin King, they knew they weren't going to be able to retain them all, no matter what the salary cap fluctuation was and the unknowns there. So they, they were going all into a point and then it just it felt to me like they kind of backed up a little bit and tried to have one hand in one jar, one hand in the other. The interesting thing is, Pete, I still think they could have won the Super Bowl with that draft. When you look at the yeah, Equinemius St. Brown dropped the two point conversion and you know, that's the wide receiver and there was other problems. But I think if David Bakhtiari is healthy they win that game. Yeah. There was a cavalcade of things that went wrong. And then I think they can beat Kansas City. So even though I did not like the draft and I didn't think it helped them in 2020, if their bet was we don't need the draft to win in 2020, we're already good enough, it almost paid off for them. And then anybody who complained about the draft, like me, would have basically just been wasting air because ultimately it didn't matter. And then they've possibly set themselves up for, for next year and the years beyond that. I don't know if we'll ever know. I'm just, I, I just know that as a Packer fan and, you know, following this team and 
now in a job where I cover the team, but but as a Packer fan my whole life, I am just I want a championship again. I was talking with another friend about this. When you are in this spot where you're always competitive, like championship competitive, but you don't win the championship, it kind of ruins the fun a little bit <laughs> of why you follow the team in the first place. Like every season, we know they're going to win 10 games. Okay. We know they're probably going to win the NFC North. And then it just becomes more stressful in the playoffs. I look at the Bucks right now. I'm not having fun rooting for the Bucks because they're supposed to be at a certain spot. And then until they get to that spot, it's just like excruciating waiting for it. Or if they underperform, then there's, then it's just tough to watch. The team I'm the most interested and excited to watch at this point is the Brewers because there's no expectations. Winning the Central would be a huge goal. Yeah. And then after that, anything can happen in the playoffs. So I think the Packers, what I mean, what they're doing, you, you can't really criticize it too much because – they that this is their this is the model that all NFL teams would aspire to have. It just it hasn't worked out as much as you would think that it should have in terms of winning the championship. And and that's the goal. And so for for us getting strung along and every year we get to like the same point and now it's repeatedly losing NFC championship games, it really just does build up on you. And that's why I think that I get a little more animated and outspoken about go, go, go get me another one. And if it comes off as entitled, you know, that's fine. I, I don't <laughs> like I don't like rooting for losing in the NFC championship game over and over. OK, so let me ask you this. If the Packers had drafted Patrick Queen instead, and according to Pro Football Focus and my eyeballs, Patrick Queen was a very inconsistent player last season. In fact, PFF had him as one of the five worst linebackers in the league who played any number of snaps. He was, at least according to their uh, evaluation, a bad player. But based on what your requirements is, had they drafted him, at least at the time, you would have been in on it. So... This is the this is where you and I have had this disagreement. I've said if Jordan Love is good, it's a good pick. And you've said, no, I need a guy who can start right away. So if they try and get a guy who is going to help them right away and he sucks, is that better? Yes. <laughs> OK, <laughs> and I will answer yes. And then I will uh, stall for 10 seconds to figure out why I'm answering yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know. I, I want to know that because I, I think that they are taking Rodgers for granted. And I think what they're doing is also taking for granted that because they've gone elite quarterback to elite quarterback, they'll do it again. I think they are taking that for granted. And I think a lot of us, when we talk about Jordan Love and I, I say, I don't know if he's even going to be good. The, the, the initial response from, from many is, well, what if he's a 15-year Hall of Fame quarterback? Whoa, okay. I mean, that's the giantest of leaps. But, yeah, that would be great. But I think when you have done it once with this organization and you see it again, that's what it looks like. I want to know that the Packers are doing everything they can 
to win a quarter, win a Super Bowl with the quarterback that they have. That's right. what that as a fan. That's what I want. So if they draft and a, guy a lot of fans busts, feel that way, you are not even close to alone in feeling that way. A lot of Packer fans are in that position. Yeah, I, you know that I think losing is one thing, but then to have regret about the losing is another. Yeah, I, I don't ever think of the 2016 NFC Championship game. I forget that they were ever in it against Atlanta. <laughs> you just remember they beat the Cowboys and the season was over. Yeah, well, I mean, you just you just forget because they lost. I mean, they lost. Atlanta beat them in every single way. I guess Ripkowski fumbled and maybe, but they weren't going to win that game. With with the Tampa game, with the Seattle game, there's so much regret, even though we have nothing to do with it as observers. It feel like we carry the burden of the loss. It drives me insane all the different ways they lost in that Tampa game. I would just like to know that nothing was left on the field. Nothing was left on the table. No stone was left unturned. They did everything they could to win in 2020. I, again, this is where they're going to have to tell you, and I don't know if you'll get the straight answer, but did the Packers believe going into that draft that they were just a couple of pieces away. Like I'm talking specific pieces. AJ Dillon for 2020 was a specific piece. Josiah DeGuara was a specific piece. Uh, they traded a fourth round pick to go up and get Jordan Love, which is another thing I didn't like. But they they didn't they didn't think they needed the draft to go back to the Super Bowl, or or they thought uh, Rogers. He's on the downward, and the cap hit's going to be bad. So let's get this Jordan Love guy. We're gonna. It's going to be bumpy, but we're going to be able in a couple of years. Then we'll have this team that's going to be, you know, the cheap quarterback and the pieces that we like. And then we'll have this team, and that's the team that we could win. Because I, I, I don't know. Did they not think they could win another Super Bowl with Rodgers? Because that was the way that they drafted. Like they were setting themselves up for the next one. When if the Packers would though. I mean, I, I, Matt LaFleur said he wanted a third running back and they knew in 2021 they had no running backs under contract. So you get A.J. Dillon, you think he can give you something this season, which he did. And Josiah DeGuara was going to be a big part of this offense. I don't know what he's going to be moving forward. I didn't love the positional value of either of the guys they got on day two. But those are guys who are going to be a big part of this offense. Like if if the Jordan Love pick were just a nondescript offensive tackle, do you think you'd feel differently about all of it? Like, I wonder that a lot about not just you, but a lot oh, of, I, a lot I of fans because it was a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, yes, I am more upset. I, cause that, that's a, you're drafting. All right. So Tampa Bay goes out and gets Tom Brady right? and they had been bad for a decade. And so they get Tom Brady and they realize when getting Tom Brady, we have Tom Brady. It mm-hmm. would be foolish of them, I think, to then get Tom Brady and then in the first round take a quarterback. Right. While we're setting ourselves up for after Tom Brady, but but what's you're trying to? What's the point of getting Tom Brady if you're not going to try to win with them? I think where the Packers are at is they've had Rodgers for so long that you do naturally tend to forward think a little bit instead of coming into the season like, holy cow, we've got Aaron Rodgers. Let's try to win with Aaron Rodgers. Because if, if Aaron Rodgers goes to any other team, I mean, uh, are the Colts are the Colts going to draft a quarterback in the first round? I don't think so. 
are any of these other teams going to draft quarterbacks in the first round that just got one? They shouldn't. Like the Rams? I don't even know if they have a pick. They don't. They don't have a pick like until, yeah. until um, we terraform <laughs> Mars, I think, is when they have their next first-round pick. So, I, so, Peter, I'll guarantee you the Rams don't take a quarterback in the first round. Okay? I just – I the quarterback thing did alienate me a little bit, if that's the right word. I think I'm thinking of your Mars thing and you're in my head. <laughs> but, you know, because when you take a quarterback – it's just, it, there, there's no value. He didn't even play. Right. Like he didn't, he didn't, there was no value for 2020 and he may end up being, I mean, Jordan love could be the thing that separates, you know, the hall of famers from the elite hall of famers. He could be that guy. I don't think he's going to be that guy, but what you did was you took out a big, you know, you bet against yourself. You, you borrowed against yourself now to win in the future. And if that's going to, be looked back at it as a good pick. I think I think you need to win. You certainly need to win a Super Bowl with love, and I think you need to win one with Rodgers too to make it all worthwhile. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that. Like it, the 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 part of this isn't about how good love is. It's about how good you stay with Rodgers because setting yourself up for the future is great only if. Right. Only if the answer to your earlier question is, yes, this team thought they were good enough. The front office thought they were good enough in 2020 to go back to the Super Bowl. And and by the way, I don't think it's it's um, a, a matter of opinion. They were good enough. They were good enough. They were favorites at home in the NFC championship game to go in a Super Bowl. And like they were they were right to believe that if they did believe that the question is, did you pass up an opportunity? Is there opportunity cost with the love pick that that cost you the chance to win a Super Bowl? And that is, I think, ultimately how we're going to define the end of the Rodgers era. Not how good Jordan Love is, but how good this team is for the next few years, however long that is. You know, Andrew Brandt was on the show on Friday saying it's going to be either after this year or after next year. He's gone. And it doesn't matter how good he plays. He's gone. Jordan Love is going to play. Get ready. So. That leads me to my last question here, Bart. Let's say Jordan Love is, let's say he's Jimmy Garoppolo. He's good enough to be the quarterback of a team or Jared Goff, good enough to be the quarterback of a team that gets you to a Super Bowl just because he can run this offense. This offense is a, is a really well-oiled machine with Matt LaFleur, who's a really good coach. And you ride that and some playmakers, you know, Devontae Adams at the end of his career and, and Jair Alexander becomes this all-star player. If he's just good, just like baseline good for 10 seasons, is that going to change how you feel about the pick? Or do they have to be successful now? I, I They need to win a Super Bowl with, with Jordan Love. Love. Okay. Uh, I would say I want, honestly, and again, I'm going to be entitled here. I want two Super Bowls out of this. <laughs> I want one with Rodgers and one with Love. I think, well... Because do we think that they thought they were good enough? Is, is one with Rodgers enough? Is one with Rodgers enough? If they win one with Rodgers in 2021 and at, after the 2022 season, Rodgers goes and plays in San Francisco and Jordan Love is fine. Is that is that worth it to you? If they can win one with Jordan, with Aaron Rodgers, then I, yeah. Yes. If they can win, I just, I, Peter, I want so badly one more with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And if, if they can win one, then yes. And if Jordan Love can win one, 
that would then then yes too because it wasn't just Aaron Rodgers like Aaron Rodgers I don't think they expected him to play like an MVP or you don't make that pick right right so then that, that's going to tell me they I didn't, didn't expect think. him to do did you expect him to play like that I didn't to be the MVP no I I, I thought he'd have a good year MVP is that no I did not think he would be the MVP uh but if but it's, it's, they, I don't think they thought they were good enough when they drafted Jordan Love to win the Super Bowl, even though like they drafted like they were just a couple of specific pieces away. They traded up. They gave away a fourth round pick. And I will just, you know, it's 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 almost a it's a negative that the, the draft had to be televised the way that it was, because I will always see that image of. Gutekinds and LaFleur celebrating so hard. Like, all they wanted that day was Jordan Love. That was everything to them. They and loved Jordan Love. Off guard. They, I, just they think, loved, I mean, I think, I think people don't realize how much they th- this team loved Jordan Love. And Ty Dunn wrote a great story about it. I talked to Ty about it. He, t- he, he went and talked to some of the coaches. No one scouted this guy more thoroughly than Green Bay. Starting in the fall, they... Loved him. And remember, Matt LaFleur, um, going back to his time in Atlanta, was, was a quarterback's coach. He loved to, to scout quarterbacks, evaluate quarterbacks, talk to them at the combine. They loved Jordan Love more than any other team. And this was the guy they wanted. This was the guy they wanted all along. If you go back to the pre-combine interviews with Matt LaFleur, he, they ask him, you know, they had said, okay, yeah, maybe we'll take one. Maybe we'll take one. We're not opposed to taking one. And I think it was Matt Schneidman said, okay, what does that guy look like theoretically? And Matt LaFleur gave basically a shot for shot explanation <laughs> of Jordan Love, the prospect. And they were, I think they were just enamored with him from the jump. And I do think you're right. They didn't think Rogers was this guy anymore. And so they thought, okay, let's go get that guy now. And they did it. I just I like I want and secondarily they did it to piss you off. <laughs> well, they didn't run it by me as an owner, so that <laughs> that was a little uh, disturbing. I look, I'm just I I I'm a fan and I want my team to win and for as much time and energy and again, I do feel like when they lost that game against Tampa, I felt like there was something I could have done. You carry the burden <laughs> yeah. of your team's losses with you as a yeah. fan. And, it, it, you know, I think there's added one thing that we need to talk about when for most people. Some people are just a fan of one team. There's a lot of people that are diehard for the Brewers and Bucks and the Packers. Right. And all of the the heartbreak and they, they've come so close and every team has an MVP and and they can't win with these guys. And it does add up. And so I think every team now somewhat carries the weight of another team. I just want to know that when I look at the teams I root for, for as much effort and energy and time that I put in to caring that they're doing everything they can to try to win. Because I think as fans, maybe the championship in a dumb way means more to, I don't know. I just, I really, really want one. And I know we've had one with Rogers, but I, I want another one. So give it to me. That's all. That's all I want. Does that make me entitled? I don't think so. 
I don't think so. I think every fan feels that way. And so if everyone feels that way, it can't be entitled because everyone feels that way. So, Bart, this was awesome, man. We could do this all day and uh, and and maybe we should sometime, uh, maybe over uh, probably at least six Miller Lights. And uh, we'll uh, we'll have some fun. I appreciate you coming on, man. This is great. Long overdue, yeah. um, that, which is my fault. Well, I appreciate it. I've uh, admired you, Peter, even though I don't act like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just how it is. That's fine. Um, this is great, and and I will uh, I will hopefully talk to you very soon. Sounds good. All right, I want to thank Bart again for joining the show. Great to talk to him. He is a a, a fun guy uh, to talk to, and and an easy guy uh, to just sort of fall into these these arguments with. Because he's passionate about it. And I love that. I love that. I, I think it makes for a more interesting uh, conversation. If you have someone just, you know, just making takes for takes, it's not, it's not really that fun. It's really not. So the fact that, that he comes from it from that perspective, I think it makes him uh, an engaging talk show host, but also a fun guy to talk football with. So glad we were able to get that. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure these intimidating moments where you have to go in and ask for a part and then hope the, the stock guy has it in the back in his warehouse? Make it easy. Go to rockauto.com where they have everything there for you, a diverse repertoire and catalog of all the things that you could possibly need. It's a a unique and remarkably easy catalog to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and specifications and prices that you prefer. And speaking of prices, prices at Rock Auto are always reliably low. The same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there. Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season long wins without the season long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow, a lot more this week. My goal, my goal between now and the draft is every week we have at least one conversation about the draft with someone who knows the draft. 
someone who follows the draft, someone who knows things, someone who evaluates players, so we can get a really good feel for these position groups. And I want I want to try and focus them on the position groups. So we know corner, we know receiver, uh, defensive line, maybe safety, linebacker, offensive line. These are the position running back. I just have a six right there. So, you know, we've got March and April covered, I guess. Um, so let me know what you want to focus on there, and uh, we will make sure that that we do it coming up. And, and we have our offseason report card series starting this week. We are starting with offensive tackle in part because I've got a take. And I don't know if you're ready for this take, but it's a take. And and I actually, um, I think it affects the way that they they handle this offseason. So that's coming up later in the week. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.